Side Hustle Show 293, Local Podcasts, how to become the voice of your community and get paid. What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because where you can build community, you can build currency. Now, someone who's done a good job at that is my friend Bill Nowicki, and he's done it through a unique side hustle. Bill hosts a local podcast called Marietta Stories. Marietta, Georgia is a suburb of Atlanta with a population of about 60,000. And the funny thing is, Bill, who's actually a former Navy submariner, and he's still a nuclear engineer by day, he kind of had different side hustle aspirations at first. He wanted to make videos for local businesses, but was having a hard time landing clients. That's when he came up with the idea to create the local podcast for Marietta. You know, first as a way to generate videography, leads and conversations in a non-threatening, non-salesy way. Like, hey, I think you have a cool story. Can I interview you for my podcast? Like, who's going to say no to that? But then later as a profit center, on its own. So stick around in this episode to hear the innovative ways in which Bill has grown his audience, how he monetizes the show, and how you might be able to replicate his model with a local podcast for your own hometown. It's a low overhead side hustle that I think could be a lot of fun and potentially a lucrative way to make a name for yourself in the community. Notes and links for this one are at sidehustlenation.com slash bill. And uh, while you're there, you'll be able to download the free PDF highlight reel summary with all of Bill's top tips from the call. I'll be back with my top takeaways from this chat with Bill after the interview. We kick this thing off with the story of Anne Patrick, a woman Bill met at church and who ultimately became his first guest on Marietta Stories. Ready? Let's do it. She, I think at the time, was like 78 years old. <laughs> she's just a real, she's probably four foot 11. I mean, she's really small, but man, is she a powerful personality. So, and she talked about how at the church, they have a small school. It's called Wonderful Days. And they ran a fundraiser race every year. And she was the head of the race. You know, she was talking about that. And I was like, man, this is a really cool story. But if you look at all the material that Wonderful Days puts out, you really don't see that story. So it's a logo, you know, some drawings from kids, but there's not really something that connected this Ann Patrick and her powerful why story to that race and how it got started. So I thought, man, this would be a great interview. And I kind of put it in the back of my head. But she became episode one of Marietta Stories. The tagline on, on my show is building community one interview at a time. So I really, like I said, wanted to build relationships, but I also wanted to kind of connect people's why to all the cool things that were going on in the community. So I've been able to do that. Have you lived there your whole life? Are you Marietta born and raised? I moved to Marietta six years ago from uh, Huntersville. North Carolina was there for 12 years, but no, I've only been here about six years. Okay. But you're now you're the guy. I mean, you're the right. Marietta Stories guys. So you're like deeply embedded in the community now. Right. And that's the coolest thing. And I think for your side of hustle listeners would be interesting to think about it this way. Since this media, digital media has been democratized, why not step up and take a position in your community and say, oh, I have the local podcast. I mean, I got a logo, I started talking to people, and I got interviews with a lot of people in town that I would have never gotten a time of day, except that I have this podcast. So I said, hey, I'd like to interview you for my podcast. And it was a whole 
way to open the door locally. You were able to get interviews that you probably shouldn't have been able to get, but by virtue of being kind of the only guy in town doing this, it was a novel thing. Right. And people know and have heard about podcasts and you'd be amazed. You put the earphones on and I have a portable setup. So I just go to wherever people are with microphone in my hand and the recorder in my hand and just start interviewing them. And it puts you at a, a position where you can pretty much ask any question that comes to your mind and you have like uh, you establish uh, credibility before you even start the interview. Yeah, so you're not like saying, okay, well, let's go home. We'll set up a time to uh, to get you on Skype, uh, like a traditional podcast interview. You're doing right. it like in person, mic in their face, you know, out in the community, which is, I think, a cool way to go. Yeah, and it's the other thing I recognize is there's some people that, like Ann Patrick I mentioned earlier, she hadn't been in front of media or anything like that. So I just went to her home. So you're automatically comfortable I'm the one that's uncomfortable. <laughs> You're the one that's comfortable. So that, and that's really what you want for your guests, especially the ones that haven't been on a show or whatever. And the more they're doing their own thing, like if they're a chef or whatever, I like to have them doing chef stuff. So they're in that mode of just a conversation with somebody versus an interview. Is there a specific type of guest that you're after that you're trying to find for the show? Yeah, I always look for people that have a good social media presence. That's a really good way to get downloads. So there's a place called Tiny Bubbles Tea Bar. It's on the Marietta Square. And the young lady that runs it is very good at social media. So she has a large following of people. And I uh, did the interview. She posted it and did some tagging and I think in one day I had 600 downloads. I was like, holy mackerel. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And the other one that was really surprising to me is a superintendent of schools. And he's kind of uh, almost like a rock star in town because he has like, he's good looking. He was a cheerleader in college. And now, you know, he's kind of a cheerleader for the school system. But people are really into the schools and what's going on. And he was new. So he was able to kind of have a really in-depth interview and talk about his vision and where his things are headed. So I think I have 20, almost 2,600 downloads for his episode. Okay. Yeah. So it's not out of a population of 60,000. That's pretty good. Like it's not yeah. something that, you know, if you're across the country, you're necessarily going to be interested in. So it's like, it's a smaller pool to swim in from, from the get-go, but that's been enough to build a business for you? Like, tell me about that side of things. Yeah. I, you know, you mentioned the video production side, the videography. This is a, an interesting angle. Like, hey, I want to provide this, you know, I have this local service business that's also a side hustle. And here's one way to market it in kind of a roundabout way. Right. So working full time and then trying to get clients for the video business and doing the podcast, which is weekly. One thing I, I'll tell your listeners is I set it up in seasons. The seasons gives you the benefit of saying, okay, season one's coming to a close because I'm kind of getting burnt out. Yeah, this is this is the new thing for podcasts, for sure. Right. And it's nice now because in iTunes, you can say what season it is, one episode. So anyway, having set it up that way, and then I think the first, within three weeks, I had a message on Facebook because I'm posting, oh, here's a new episode, and I put it on the Maria City Facebook group, and I got you know, a lot of traction that way. And I had a real estate agent reach out to me and say, 
hey, I would love to sponsor your show. I have a background in radio. This is a brilliant idea. And I was hoping to get a uh, sponsor anyway. But so I reached out to a guy I already had on the show that's a real estate agent. I said, I'd rather go with you guys because, you know, I already have a relationship with you and I love what you're doing also because, and that's the other thing is if you're looking for clients, isn't it great to be able to talk to them before you go into the business relationship with them and then you find out what's driving their business and their whys and all that so you can find out if there's somebody you want as a sponsor. So, so that was just from the local community Facebook page? Yep. And he reached out to me and then I reached out to – and I said, hey, uh, I would love to use you guys instead of this guy I don't really know. And they're like, yeah, how much do you think? And I <laughs> – I was like, how about this? And like, sure, send me a contract. And the next day I had a contract and then I set up the spots and put mid-roll in there. And he's been a sponsor for two years now. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, entrepreneurs, we know that anyone with a side hustle loves finding new ways to save. So if your business takes you on the road, sign up for a free membership with Hertz Business Rewards. Work trips, client meetings, industry conferences with Hertz Business Rewards, you'll save at least 20% every time you rent a car. And you'll save on more than just the daily rate. Members earn credits redeemable towards free rental days. It's also free to add an additional driver if any additional coworkers come along. And for those Gen Z entrepreneurs out there, no young renter fees. Plus, sign up for Hertz Business Rewards today and earn three times credits during your first 90 days. So whether you're traveling for a side hustle or a main hustle, join for free at Hertz.com slash business rewards. Applies to base rate, taxes, fees, and options excluded. Additional terms and exclusions apply. Visit Hertz.com slash business rewards to learn more. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you mind sharing how much a local show like that could command in terms of sponsors? Yeah. So I did a little calculation. So my downloads aren't super great, but they're pretty good. And I came up with initially 70 bucks an episode. Now I've upped that rate to a hundred bucks an episode and I'm still doing most of my own editing. I'm pretty quick at it. So that's pretty much covers my costs and I'm making a little bit. And now okay. I just signed a couple more sponsors pre-roll and then mid-roll so that's all gravy for me so i don't want to have too many sponsors but you know the pre-roll is going to be about 
30 seconds, so it's not too bad, and then another mid-roll spot. So it's still not, compared to a lot of established podcasts, not too bad, and I'm you know pretty much making money from the get-go. How long do the episodes normally run? I always tell people it's whatever it takes, but typically it's 30 to 40 minutes. Some folks are harder than others. For instance, I just interviewed the former governor of Georgia, and I pretty much stopped him after like 55 minutes. I said, you know, governor, I know you're we're running late, you know, and he's, oh, no, I'm having a good time, you know. <laughs> but he was just, you know, he's an old Southern gentleman, kind of great storyteller, but they run typically 30 to 35 minutes. Okay. So you're doing the production yourself. Do you have an estimate for your equipment costs, like all in? Because I know you get the mobile setup. Yeah, it's round about 800 to $1,000. I have like a shotgun mic and then a digital recorder. Right now, I, I just upgraded to an H6, which I really like because if you ever have like a round table thing and you have to have separate mics, you can have six mics on it. And then uh, a good set of headphones and a uh, sound isolation device. But I don't have a pop filter on this particular a sound mic. isolation device? That sounds fancy. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I forget what they call it, but it's a shock mount where it's the rubber. So I didn't realize this, but it picks up every like move of your hand on the mic when you're moving it back and forth, which is really tough. So, because you're, I'm switching between me talking to the interviewer. Yeah. 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 You have to have that or, sounds weird. I was kind of curious on, you know, what that, I imagine you probably had some of that equipment from your previous podcast, but there's a little bit of startup costs on this, but yeah. I'm, I'm thinking just of like, you know, my, you know, adopted hometown of Livermore is similarly sized. You said 60,000 population. Mm -hmm. I think Livermore is around 90 and it has a really strong kind of community vibe. I think, I don't know if anybody's doing a local podcast. It's like, you know, that seems like a really interesting way to go. So you mentioned the Facebook group as a way to kind of get the word out. You mentioned, you know, targeting people to interview with big social media followings. Anything else on the marketing front that's been working for you? Yeah, I've interviewed like local theater troops or, you know, theaters themselves. And I'll say, hey, I'll do this interview for free if you give me some time before your next show comes out, I can just go in front of the audience and say, you know, everybody's got a story. You know, I have a podcast, a local podcast called Marietta Stories, and I do like a one to two minute thing. And sometimes I'll put like little excerpts from the show. If, you know, the, somebody's in the booth, they can play it and uh, all that kind of stuff. It's the Johnny Appleseed because podcasts, a lot of people have heard of them, but a lot of them don't even know how to download. And, you know, especially people my age and older, so all that kind of work pays off. And even the people that aren't well known, their whole families listen to the podcast and then a few of them all subscribe. And so over time, you're really building that reputation and brand and, and it really starts, starts going on its own after a while. But in the beginning, it takes a little bit of work. Okay. So you're, you're, you're interviewing these you know, local acts that are coming to town or coming through town and say, in exchange for, you know, a couple minute, basically a, a live pre-roll of your own in front of the audience to say, hey, I've got this show and uh, and here's how you can tune in. Everybody's got a story. Here's the, here's the Marietta Stories podcast. Right. And the other thing I think is really good that we have a really a good farmer's market. So, I just went out one day with my mic. I told the guy that runs it and he's like, yeah, no problem. So I'll just go to the booths and start talking to people and 
handing out okay. cards, but any kind of thing like that really helps the show because you get people not only that live in the community, but are coming through. There are interesting stories whether or not you live in Marietta. Yeah, I'm thinking now. I'm thinking the same thing. We got the same farmers market on on Thursday nights. You go hang out there, pass the mic around, pass some cards around. Okay. Anything else that's been effective marketing wise? Yeah. So I'm using traditional media. I reached out to the Marietta Daily Journal here and said, "Hey, I have this story," and send the lifestyle lady a email. And the next day, she said, "Yeah, when can we talk?" and we recorded it and she put a story together. They came and, and took pictures at the Marietta Square Fountain with a bunch of the folks that were on the show previously. I invited them. So I'm spreading a lot of goodwill and uh, doing things for people. And what I'm getting now is like, I'll just say to people that have been on the show, hey, if you know anybody that will want to be a sponsor. I'm looking for some new sponsors. And 90% of the time they say, well, I want to be a sponsor. How much is it? And I would say, I oh, just, yeah? Oh, yeah. It's really not been hard to get new sponsors, which is great because if you get them on a schedule and get it systematized, it's pretty easy money. I mean, doing a spot and like most of them I've already interviewed, so it doesn't take me much time at all. How do you typically sell those? Do you sell them on a per episode basis. You're yep. like, hey, I want, you're going to be the sponsor for season two or whatever. I just did one for a leather goods shop, goforthgoods.com, little plug, promo code Marietta <laughs> Stories. But he gives 25% off, but it's all handmade leather stuff. I went to his shop. I took some uh, audio of him using his uh, sewing machine and his leather pounding stuff and rivets and and then uh, put the spot together. And I said, hey, it's a minimum three episodes because one and done doesn't really work well. Minimum three episodes and the cost per episode is X. And typically they'll say, yeah, sure. Because if you look at it compared to a lot of these businesses, especially local, local, there's a lot of money in local advertising, but most of it goes to flyers and, you know, radio spot or maybe a billboard. Well, that's not a really good investment because if I'm talking about like this leather good shop, just seeing a advertisement's not going to tell you what's really going on and how he backs up his products and how he is passionate about uh, Marietta and creating a manufacturing environment here. So for me to give him that benefit, I think he's all in. What level of production are you doing on these episodes? Are you going full NPR style uh, narrative, you know, cutting in music in and out and doing all this stuff? Or is it just like, hey, roll the tape from the interview? No, it's more like uh, fresh air where I just start interviewing the person. And I did like with Ann Patrick's episode, I did do the uh, narrative podcast thing, but it takes way too much time. And it was like, not worth it. So I just do a narrative style and, and it really keeps me on my toes because you really have to think about, you have to break it up like you know to do. You can't just have somebody droning on too long. You have to switch it up every 20, 30 seconds. So that's what I try to do. And what's cool about it, like I just interviewed a pet psychic. So I took my dog, <laughs> okay. Lucy. I was like, come on, let's go. And I said, well, I'm, I'm trying something different for this show. And you could hear the dog panting in the background. So we're going to go to Rhonda Weisberg's house and she's going to do a reading on my dog, Lucy. Lucy, you ready to go? And But, you know, that kind of thing. So I put the upfront production value in it 
and not so much on the back end where I'm to spend a lot of time cutting and whatever. Okay. Yeah. I mean, such a cool audio storytelling medium that, that you get to play around with. And I think, I think you're a natural storyteller and, and you have a, we've hung out at several podcast movement events and, uh, and when I was passing through Atlanta, you get people talking, you make people feel comfortable. And I think that it comes through in the show. Right. And that's talked about it in the beginning is that was the missing link I had is I knew a lady that does video production. So I met with her and I said, Hey, let me interview you for my podcast. So I showed her my, you know, here's my pitch to a business to get them to do a video. And she looked at me and she goes, why don't you just ask them questions like you do for a podcast? And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, just have them talk about themselves. And that's what will sell them. You don't have to say anything. And I was like, Duh. <laughs> uh, totally made sense when she said it. And then, so that's what I've kind of done is establish relationships, build them up. You know, you're giving first and then you say, kind of say, Hey, I don't know if you'd be interested, but here's something I offer. And you know, it's okay if you don't want it, but I'm getting much more comfortable. So I talked about not having a business background, but I'm getting much more comfortable to say, Hey, if this works for you, it'd be great. If not, that's okay too. And a lot of people are really jumping at the chance because there's so much money, local advertising, they're spending a lot of money and not getting a big return. So this is a real positive way to get. So for you, Bill, is the is the videography the business behind the business? Is that the main goal is to get more of those video production gigs? Well, what I'm finding is I love doing interviews, just audio, because people are more relaxed when you put a video camera in front of them and they start talking about their business as a whole different feel. So I'm kind of moving away from the video business and more concentrating. Is there a way to do higher cost events for podcasts. So the thought might be somebody's having an event, say it's a fundraiser or Chalktoberfest we have where artists come and, you know, draw on the on the asphalt. If you're a sponsor okay. to that event and you meet the, you know, gold level and above, then Bill Nowicki will interview you for Marietta Stories podcast. He has 47,000 downloads and all this exposure. So it makes it, it's a win-win. I'm getting paid. Okay, so you're partnering with the event coordinator. Correct. I'm getting paid to show up and do these interviews, and they're getting potential to get higher-level sponsors. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S.com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. 
If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. Anything else on the monetization side? That's a creative way to go for sure. Yeah, to me, this is for somebody that works full time. This is a great way to establish yourself in the community and somebody that works full time and look for a side hustle. It's great because like for me, I'll do three or four episode recordings in maybe a day or two. And then I have three or four weeks of material to be able to put out a weekly show. And it's really easy to adapt to whatever your schedule is. You just have to do a little bit of upfront planning and then do a little bit of editing. And then it's easy to keep up with. And I think it's a great model for somebody after a little bit of time, you can establish yourself in a community, talk to some great people, start building relationship to people that, you know, movers and shakers in the community and tap into some of that uh, local advertising money. What's next for this thing? Are you going to run for mayor soon or what's <laughs> what's going on? Well, that's what somebody, it's funny, somebody asked me that and the answer is absolutely not. But the what I was thinking of doing is set up a local podcast network. So I've done a lot of the growing pains things. So I've bought a URL, uh, localpodcastnetwork.co, and uh, I'm looking, I'm going to present at Podcast Movement in July next month in Philly, and then say, hey, if anybody's interested, I'd love to kind of consult with you, and then find out from them, you know, what works for their community, because it might be different than mine, but kind of learn from that, and then create a local podcast community so we can all leverage one another's uh, uh, network and uh, tribe. Sure. Plug that URL again. It's uh, localpodcastnetwork.co. Okay. Looks kind of like a, a placeholder page. At right the, now. Uh, but I'm meeting but with the it, guy. Give it a month. Then we'll have something up there. Yeah. Again. I'm meeting with the guy who's putting the website together uh, tomorrow. <laughs> all right. Well, it it's coming soon. Localpodcastnetwork.co. Very cool. I'm excited. I'm yeah. I don't know that I have the bandwidth to do, to do another right. podcast, but man, it's like I think this would do really well in in my town. Yeah, and the the other part I'll tell you, and you've probably found this from your podcast, but you have one notion starting up, but podcasts can evolve and move, and it's been so much fun for me. It's almost like the journey has been so much fun that I've met such great people and. Some people get me balling, you know, they're so, they're so inspirational to me and it totally invigorates me. And I know that there's cool stuff going on in our community and it kind of goes counter to, you know, some of the stuff you see on Facebook now and negativity, which is right to me, that's the way you build communities, get the stories out. So I'm really excited to be able to be in a position to do that. 
Well, I'm excited for you. I think it's really cool what you've built and what you'll continue to build. MarietaStories.com. Check out the podcast. Check out localpodcastnetwork.co if uh, you're thinking this could be a cool side hustle for you. And Bill, appreciate you joining me. Let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. The number one tip is start as quickly as possible. Get the first episode out there. Get people listening to it. Even if it's not the best in the world, get feedback and go to the next one. But don't wait because most people wait and they never get there. Yeah, if you're waiting for it to be perfect, yep. um, it's never going to happen. So this, this show definitely wouldn't exist. So <laughs> That's exactly I can attest right. to that. Start as quickly as possible because a year from now, you're going to wish you started today. Bill, appreciate you joining me, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, man. It was good connecting with you again. You bet. We'll catch up soon. All right. My top three takeaways from this call with Bill. Number one is... Is there a business behind the business? In most cases, the podcast probably isn't going to be the main revenue driver, but it can be a powerful content marketing engine and can be a great way to connect with people. In Bill's case, he's got the videography stuff and I can see this type of show doing well for local real estate agents or other local service providers. It's no accident that a real estate company was his first sponsor, right? Now, don't get me wrong. I love doing this podcast, but it took me a long time before it could reasonably be considered a business all on its own. It's the same thing with blogging or other social media. Think of it as a conversation starter or a lead generator for the business behind the business. And if it turns out to generate revenue directly through sponsors, fantastic. So that's takeaway number one. Is there a business behind the business? Number two is this is the ground floor. There aren't a lot of people doing local podcasts right now, but local radio has been around for decades. So you know there's a demand for this kind of information. We naturally want to hear about what's going on in our communities. And I think it's a cool way uh, to share those stories and to put yourself at the center of it. Bill gave the example of interviewing the superintendent of schools, which is super relevant to every parent in town. And it's the type of content that you're not going to really find anywhere else. That's takeaway number two. It's kind of the ground floor, I think, of local podcasting, local, call it a new, the next generation of local radio. Takeaway number three is this is instant credibility. I can picture Bill walking around the farmer's market with his mic and his headphones as the host of Marietta Stories, and it's instant credibility. Anything he wants to do in town, he's essentially got media access to, and he's becoming a known personality amongst the city leadership, which I think is a really powerful place to be. And it's all a result of you know asking people questions. It's all a result of the podcast. What do you think? Do you think something like this would go over well in your hometown? Let me know in the comments for this episode at SideHustleNation.com slash Bill. While you're there, you'll find links to all the resources mentioned, and you'll be able to download the free PDF highlight reel summary from this episode. That's it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen, and I'll catch you in the next edition of The Side Hustle Show, where you'll meet the guy whose e-commerce store did $300,000 in its first year without any inventory. I'll see you then. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to The Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. 